Episode 6 of the Pilot to Pilot podcast takes off now. Hello aviators and welcome back to the Pilot to Pilot podcast. My name is Justin Seams and I'm your host. This is episode number 6, but it is part 2 of a two-part series. If you have not listened to the first one, please go back and listen to episode number 5, where we talk more about Rochelle's story and how she got to where she is today. In this episode, part 2, we're going to be talking about what it's like to be a woman in aviation. Are there any advantages or disadvantages that she sees in this industry? And we're going to find out the true hard-hitting questions that you guys have for her. We're going to answer every single one of those in this part two episode, and I hope you enjoy. And as always, if you have not already, please leave us a review on iTunes, whether it's five stars or one star. We want to know what we can do to create the best content for you. We're going to come up with some kind of cool way to say thank you for those who have left us a review. Let us know what you think, what you would want to rock as a pilot to pilot swag. Let us know in the comments below on iTunes or in the DMs. I hope you enjoy this episode, and without further ado, I am Rochelle, part two. All right, Rochelle, so that was about an hour of fun, and we have so many more questions to ask you. So this is going to be the second episode, part two, first episode. And this one, we're going to focus more about women in aviation, and we're going to ask the questions, the hard-asked questions from your followers and what they truly want to know from you. Are you all right with that? Absolutely. I promised everybody that I would answer each and every single one of their questions. Well, I have them all here. So if I miss any, make sure to remind me. (laughs) And shout out to your followers, too. They asked some great questions. Yeah, you know what? I have so many wonderful followers and people that, you know, take the time to like, comment, follow me and, uh, you know, and took the time to ask these questions. What would you say it's like being a woman in aviation? Would you say that, I mean, it's obviously dominated by men, but would you say that it's fair for women to get in aviation and that women are set to succeed? Or do you think it's a big hurdle for them when they start getting into the industry? Okay. um, Overall, I think seeing women in aviation is absolutely fantastic. And I applaud any woman for being involved in aviation and having the courage to you know, start and continue their journey within aviation. Um, As far as being difficult, um, initially when I was doing it for fun and, you know, I was more nonchalant about it, um, you know, it was okay and it was all fun and laughs and, you know, I wasn't a threat to the men in aviation. They're like, oh yeah, you know, she's just a private pilot, whatever, she's not a, (laughs) you know, real pilot. (laughs) But, Okay, whenever I did my four ratings in seven months, and I really pulled up my bootstraps because I wanted people to take me seriously and find me as a credible aviator. And the only way to do that was to do the work. And I did. And, um, and I was doing it not to prove to anybody else, because you only do things for yourself. And I am honestly so proud of all of my accomplishments within aviation I still have a lot to learn I still have you know so much to grow upon within aviation but I would say that once people or the men in aviation um, <laughs> you know, saw that I they were I was like what they were like wow she's doing this now okay you know I mean they just you know dig their heels in and say well okay I don't want to see a woman succeed especially somebody that has more money or things or whatever they want to you know perceive in their mind and it's like no this is something I truly have a great passion for I love flying I love how it makes me feel I mean this is the closest thing to freedom. And being a like a bird that, you know, 
one can experience. And, you know, it's such a unique, as you know, opportunity and such an, you know, a unique experience to be able to do this. And it's like, oh, my God. I'm flying this thing, you know, whatever it is, it can be a 172. I mean, just the fact that this thing can get off the ground, and I'm doing it, you know, that we're doing it, you know, it's, it's incredible. It's, it's an amazing phenomenon. So, you know, and to be able to share that with others, you know, and give them that same experience, because, you know, we're of the small, you know, percentile, I mean, uh, uh, not everybody can do this, you know, so um, very, we're all very lucky to, uh, you know, have these opportunities. And, you know, I will continue to say that every single time that I fly, I know I'm going off topic, but it literally, it doesn't matter how many times I go up, it doesn't matter what I fly, you know, but when I put those throttles forward, and I'm rolling out on the runway to take off, you know, my heart skips a beat. For sure. I mean, and you get, I get these like little butterflies in my stomach. <laughs> oh my God, this is so awesome. Yeah, it, it is a feeling that cannot be compared to anything else. No. And I want others, you know, to be able to experience that other women and, you know, and there shouldn't be any one, you know, telling us, no, you can't do this. It's like, no, yes, you can. And I always say you can be the captain of your own ship, but you got to do the work because nobody's going to do it for you. And, you know, the thing is, is whether it was my jet type rating or whatever it was and people, you know, getting in my way and the starting and stopping and starting all over again and, you know, having to redo things and, you know, whatever it was, you know, I had my focus, I had my goal set and I was going to achieve it. And that is what I would recommend for anybody. It's like, don't let anybody or anything get in your way of your dreams and goals. But again, you're the only one that can step up to the plate, you know, and make it happen. For sure. I mean, if you ever feel like you're being discouraged by someone for being a woman in aviation, that should give you more fuel to prove them wrong and show them that you can do this. I mean, it's a shame that it comes to the point where people can discourage you. And it's a shame that ego kind of gets in the way of helping people and having older generations or even newer generation of pilots, of male pilots, not being for women to succeed. So you just got to keep grinding and you have to give even more than you're giving before to prove them wrong that you can do this and show them that there's a place here for you. No, absolutely. It's like, you know what, guys, times have changed. It's not the old boys club anymore. And us girls are coming in. And it's not that we were trying to take anything over. We're just trying to, you know, do what we love and accomplish our own goals and dreams within aviation. And there's plenty and there's plenty of room, (laughs) you know, for us girls to fly just like you guys. No, for sure. There is plenty of room. There's plenty of room for more girl pilots, more guy pilots. It's all aviation needs pilots and general so let's keep them coming yes absolutely and it's really cool the women aviators on instagram how you've influenced other women to become pilots and like you maria the pilot uh pilot maria you read their comments and stuff you can see the community that they're all building and what you guys have been able to do to help inspire people to get in an industry is pretty cool yeah no uh pilot maria is really awesome we've been friends since the beginning of this thing and when she came out to la you know we got together and i showed her around a bit and that's cool you know, she's such a great person and you know and and like I said, humble, you know, we're all of us, you know, are humble and grateful for these opportunities and to be involved in aviation any way we can. And yeah, so that again, that's another wonderful thing about Instagram. It gives us the opportunity to reach people, other women in aviation or whatever respect, you know, on a greater scale. And Maria and I would 
probably have never met if you know it, if it weren't for Instagram connecting us, just like sure. you and I. So. Right. No, that's the Instagram is a great platform for anything that you're passionate about. Just go ahead and look for it, and you can see inspiration right there. Yeah, absolutely. So cool. So I know we talked about in your training about how first started training, there weren't as many women in aviation, but now you've started to see more. What do you think has changed to help women get into aviation? Do you think it is the accounts like you guys have that they've seen on Instagram that have been able to show them that a woman can do this? Or do you think it was just more people are finally realizing that this is possible? I think it's probably a combination of both because, you know, I get a lot of messages from women and men it's not just women, you know, saying that I inspired them to, you know, re-pick up flying, that they started flying when they were younger. And, you know, it, you know, they life got in the way. And then, you know, they saw my pictures and posts, and it inspired them to get, you know, back involved, and they're flying again. And I'm going to assume that's the same thing with any of the other Instagram aviation accounts. And, you know, all it does is take one person to make a difference in somebody's life. And that's really at the end of the day, what this what this is about. And, you know, me getting, you know, messages like that telling me that I've inspired them or encouraged them to fly or get involved with aviation or whatever it may be in their life. You know, I mean, you can't put any dollar amount on how that makes you feel. And for me, that really validates my journey and that I'm on the right path. For sure, yeah, and it's it's really cool to to see that people are reaching out to you to tell you how you've inspired them and just that's got to feel good to know that you can just be a role model for someone and you can just show someone that there is a way and that this is possible. You can do this. You can become a pilot. You can fly for a living, fly for fun, go to school to be an a- go to school to be a pilot. You can do this and just put your head down and grind and go ahead and go get it. Well, and I'm sure you would agree as much as I'm promoting the whole uh, you know, piloting career, there are many other avenues within aviation that somebody can look into, whether it's ATC, manufacturing, engineering. I mean, there are so many other job opportunities, like like for like where I was talking about the manufacturing and engineering. Um, I toured uh, the Embraer facility in Melbourne, Florida. And when I went into the manufacturing side of it and saw them, you know, putting these airplanes together, you know, I saw women in there doing this. And I'm like, wow, girl power. You know, I was super excited. And, you know, I've been in touch with, you know, the people at Ember since and they, you know, told me there's actually more women now than when I saw it. So I was like, that's such as yeah, it's awesome. And it's uh, just fantastic. Yeah, like you said, there are other avenues. Like you said, ATC, there's even, you can be an AMP, you can work on airplanes. I've known a pilot, there's a girl at the aerial survey company and she was a multi-engine commercial pilot. She was an AMP and she wanted to get into firefighting. She wanted to be a firefighter pilot. So you can do tons of things with this. Yeah, you can do search and rescue. Yeah, and there's even the account at Schmindy on uh, Instagram and she works for Textron and she does like demo flights and she flies Bonanzas, she flies Cessnas and she like, I think she reaches out to people that are looking to purchase it and she'll help fly them around so there are tons of jobs out there Mm -hmm. which is really cool it's not just flying you can do anything cool do you have any other like specific moments that you'd want to talk about about how it might have benefited you to be a girl or it didn't benefit you to be a girl in aviation at all i would say that 
I guess, some of the perks <laughs> of being a female in aviation, especially right now, especially considering the pilot shortage. I feel that women actually have an advantage over men currently, whether it's with the airlines hiring, corporate jobs, um, if you're going to do whether it's a part 91, part 135, you know, whatever it is. Um, I think women have an advantage over men right now within aviation, which is pretty cool. Um, also, like, for instance, the opportunities that I've been getting. Again, because I think because I'm a female, you know, and the whole globe master and military aspect that I deal with in aviation, I feel that it's really cool to give a female perspective about anything military, because there's not many, you know, GE women that can go and explain to people from my perspective you know, what's, what's it like to, you know, deal with the fighter community community versus heavy lift community? And I mean, the F-22 Raptor is my ultimate favorite. So, I mean, you know, and actually even with Fighter Sweep, for instance, I was their first GE person and first female um, writer that they brought. So, you know, stuff, opportunities like that are out there. You know, you just have to, you know, be at the right, I guess, right time, right moment to connect with certain people. That's very true. And like we talked about in part one of this podcast is, it's all about who you know. Every single job that I've gotten is based off of who I know. Like they helped me become aerial survey. And then we knew, I knew the owner of this part 135 company. So whenever you're training, don't ignore anyone. Talk to people, create relationships. You never know what's going to happen. Go on Instagram, reach out to people. Don't be afraid they're not going to respond, but you never no. know. Like talking to you, you never know in a couple of years, it might help me out or I might know someone that can help you out. We just never know what could happen. Yeah. Again, which I mentioned earlier is that you know what? It doesn't matter if you have zero dollars or a zillion dollars. The great thing about the aviation community is we all come together with a common passion. And at the end of the day, I think that's what this is really all about. It's about coming together with a common passion that we love so much. We can all relate to each other, talk about airplanes and aviation all day long. And then for me, in addition to that is, you know, paying things forward and really giving back because I am so grateful to be a part of such an amazing community. For sure. I mean, I know in my training, people helped me out as much as they could. And I was able to call tons of pilots and pick their brain for what I should do, what path I should take, because everyone has a different path. No one, not everyone becomes a flight instructor and everyone does aerial survey. Everyone has their own different story and someone else has helped them. And there comes to be a time where it's your turn to give back and it's your turn to help and it's your turn to provide some kind of opportunity for someone else to get into our career. Yeah, absolutely. I agree 100%. As we promised, there were questions asked by your followers, and I think we should ask those now. Okay. All right. I have a couple of questions in front of me. I have pretty much everyone that you sent me. I don't have who they are, but I'm, I'm guessing if you ask the question, you will figure out who you are. So here we go. All right. What is the best part of being a pilot? I believe the best part of being a pilot is the overall experience of being able to fly and the way it makes you feel, and that it's such a unique experience. And I would say, most importantly, it's the people that you meet while you're doing it. Agreed. Yeah, I love the general aviation community. And I used to want to be an airline pilot, but I'm starting to lean more towards any way I can to stay in the general aviation community because I just love flying to other airports and going to FBOs and seeing different things and talking to different people and experience running to the most random people on the ramps. I ran into Jerry Springer when I was in um, Albuquerque, New <laughs> Mexico. So like you never know who you're going to see, who you're going to meet. It was so weird. That is so funny. Yeah, so weird. And he was a nice guy and talked to us for a little bit and it was really cool. 
Oh, that's cool. Yeah. All right. Would you consider aviation a good career? And what are your thoughts on the pilot shortage? I think aviation is an excellent career. And like I mentioned earlier, now is the time to get involved because not only due to the pilot shortage, but now the airlines and, you know, the corporate you know, companies and, you know, personal people that are looking for, you know, pilots, it's there. I mean, they're becoming a little bit more lax because they know there's a pilot shortage and they had to do something to, you know, I guess, engage more pilots uh, for jobs. For sure. Now is definitely the time to get into aviation. They are going to be hiring. I mean, regionals are starting to pay better already. They're paying actual money for people to fly airplanes, which is good. And there's more of a step and a process for you to get to where you want to go. And the majors are going to need pilots eventually. I think Boeing has said that there's just like 20 or some thousand pilots that they need and uh, get into it. If you think you want to be a pilot, go try and just go try. Just go for it. This question was, what is it like being a woman pilot in a traditional male-dominated profession? Do you have anything else you want to add to that? I think we pretty much covered it, but I guess I would just say that I think it's really empowering, at least for me as a woman, to be involved in such a male-dominated profession. And again, for me, it's to say, you know what? If I can do this, you can do this too. Why did you get into flying? I know we talked about earlier in part one of how someone just messaged you and said, hey, you want to take a flight lesson? You're like, yes. But was there any kind of other reason why you got into flying or was it just all that instance where you first took your first flight and you knew this is something you wanted to do? Well, like I mentioned, someone reached out to me on Facebook and asked me to come for a free flight. And, you know, I obviously took the initial flight and I was hooked pretty immediately. But um, initially, um, I wasn't a fan of aviation. I wasn't, you know, I wasn't bit by the bug yet, if you will. Um, It wasn't until the past few years that I really got more heavily involved with aviation flying and its community. Um, Initially, when I first started, it was sort of like a transportation from A to B for me. Um, And it it obviously grew from there. For sure. And um, I know a lot of people have told me I tell them I'm a pilot, and then they tell me how afraid they are flying. But I tell them it is so much different when you're in control of the airplane. And it's so much more of a sense of freedom, like we talked about earlier, and just empowering, like you just said, it uh, even if you're afraid to fly, you should try it out. Just give it a shot. You might like it. And it might help you with your fear if you could get some understanding to what flying is actually like. No, absolutely. If you learn about the aerodynamics, and I'm sure you would agree, it's all about control, you know, with people. And, and the funny thing is, with what you're saying is, if I were to ask 10 women and 10 men to go fly with me, every single one of those women all day long would say yes, but most of the men would say no. I, I actually get more men that are terrified of flying than women. That's crazy. I didn't, yeah. that's, that's wild. <laughs> I guess maybe it's sort of like, you know, getting a tattoo. You know, you always, you always see the big macho guys with those big muscles and stuff like crying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's some correlation there. All right, this question was, what influenced you to become a pilot, which we already talked about, but does that still influence you today? Or would you say that you've had to come up with other ways to talk yourself into go flying because i know a lot of times people fly and they, you can kind of get burnt out or you can get tired of it but do you still have the same influences today that you had in the past um i would say as i've gotten older that i am definitely more um i think about my flights a lot more and plan them out more than you know just you know going off the cuff like initially i would just jump in the plane and go anywhere um i would say that um i am more not fearful but i take 
every aspect into consideration uh, before taking a flight. Yeah, it's good to know what you're getting into rather than just just go and just hop in the plane and go fly somewhere where you don't. You might be flying through some bad weather or the, the winds are coming in. Yeah, I have a lot of people that say, oh, take me flying, take me flying, oh, let's go, let's go, and how about this? And then, you know, I'm on, you know, VFR flight following or an IFR flight plan, and they're like, oh, but what about Catalina? Or can't we just go over here? And I'm like, okay, you know, just calm down. It's not that easy yeah sure but i need to talk i need to talk to somebody first to make sure it's okay it's you know it's not like you know i'm in the middle of oklahoma and there's no traffic right you can't just do whatever you want to do in la airspace yes, exactly what do you love most about flying i would say the way that it makes me feel when i fly have you ever thought about going into a commercial airline um, I've looked into it. Um, I, you know, I was weighing the pros and cons of, you know, going to, uh, you know, a commercial airline versus, you know, corporate flying and, you know, both seem great. And, you know, I saw the pay scale for like Delta and United and sure. Yeah. It'd be fantastic. But, <laughs> yeah. It looks amazing. Yeah, it looks amazing. So, I mean, there are so many different consider things to consider. Um, I think really what it comes down to is the individual and what's going to fit into their lifestyle. For sure. Yeah. It's like what I said earlier about how I always thought I wanted to be an airline pilot, but as, as my flying career has progressed, I've realized that I have a love for general aviation. You can't really predict where you're going to end up. I was talking with uh, Captain Corey, who has pilot vlogs, and he always thought he wanted to be an airline pilot too, but things happened in his career where he's now a corporate pilot and he's flying a challenger and he loves it and he's so happy it happened. So you can't really predict what's going to happen. Yeah. And honestly, if you have an opportunity that's thrown your way and it's in a different direction, just like Corey, you know, and it goes into a different direction than you originally thought, then, I mean, you have to jump on those opportunities because they are, they are few and far between because you know what, there's a ton of people right behind you that would love that job. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. You got to be flexible in the aviation or aviation world. Oh Yeah. What advice do you have for others that are interested in pursuing a license? This can be anyone from, say, they're 16 years old or they're 55 years old. They just want to fly. What advice would you give them? I would say take your time. Don't rush through the process. I always say it's all about the journey, not the destination, because once you get your license, you know, you got it, you know, so enjoy, yeah. enjoy the process, learn as much as you can. And, you know, and if you can't get something, just keep going over and over and over again until you do get it, because that information may become very valuable to you one day in your piloting career. And I would say always keep a humble attitude towards flying and whichever you know aircraft you so choose because again that airplane doesn't care who you are at the end of the day or how much money you have it's all about your piloting skills it's all about the skills and it's all about the knowledge you have and jason shepard of mzra says a good pilot's always learning and he hits the nail on the head right there a good pilot is always learning absolutely and it's great to have fun and, you know, take your selfies and pictures or videos or whatever you want to do while you're flying. But at the end of the day, you have to be a safe pilot. What are the top three FBOs that you have ever flown to? Napa Airport. Um, we have, And it's really funny because between Napa and Centennial, one's APA and the other one's APC. So I thought that was uh, pretty funny. And actually, another great airport that I flew into when I was going to Sun and Fun uh, is Bartow uh, down in Florida. They, uh, The FBO is excellent. One thing about my job is we go to tons of tiny airports and we see some of the coolest FBOs. I went to 
Clearwater Air Park down in Florida, and it was really fun. It was just off the beaten path right near um, Tampa Bay, and it was just a really cool area, and they were right by the bay and right by the water, and tons of cool little aircraft there. Oh, yeah. Awesome. What are your thoughts pre-flight and post-flight? Do you put a lot into preparing for a flight, and do you do a lot of post-flight debriefing, or whenever you land the plane, you lock it up and you're good to go? I would suggest to anybody, just even this is me personally, I make sure to do a thorough pre-flight and I take the time to look over every single thing of that aircraft, whether it's, you know, the ailerons or your pitot tube or your oil and um, everything to make sure that aircraft is safe to fly. Um, and that's, that's, that's very important for me. Um, highly recommend it to anybody that doesn't. And I always use my checklists. I know a lot of people say chuck the checklist, but you know what? Those things <laughs> can save your life. Don't ever get too complacent because if you, I mean, I mean, if you're in a rush or somebody's pressuring you or you're trying to get out of there or someone's waiting for you, you might miss something very important. Especially you can get really tired. I know with my job, I fly all through the night, crazy hours. There's a lot of times where I'm just dead tired. And I know that I have to take out the checklist because I know that my mental checklist isn't there and I need to make sure I don't skip a step. And having a good pre-flight is key because there's so many things you can catch on the ground that you can't catch in the yeah. air. Or when you get, by the time you take off, it's way too late too and late. something so easy that you could have caught, it's going to come to bite you in the butt and you have to count on yourself to get you out of a really bad situation. And, and with you understanding you know, the risks of flying single pilot like myself, you know, you're the only one that has your own checklist and your second set of eyes for you. You're not flying with another pilot to, you know, look over those checklists and do your scans. Everything is on you and everything you do is on you. If anything happens, there's no one else to blame but you. Yes. So you have to be, you have to be on your game at all times. Yes. All right. Here's another question. What kind of people would you recommend aviation as a hobby rather than say a career? Okay, uh, people who have money to blow, <laughs> because you know, just <laughs> yeah. like just like boats or anything like that, it it does cost uh, a lot of money to be involved, and um, you know, and again, just don't take yourself or anything too seriously with it, because it's it's so much fun and it's such an amazing thing to be a part of. For sure, and if you are just looking to do this as a hobby, or even if you're doing it for a career and you're looking for that first job, never compromise safety. Always make sure you're putting the money into the airplane and you're making sure you're up to date on maintenance and ADs and you're not neglecting anything because, like you said, if you don't catch them in the pre-flight, it's going to come back to bite you in the butt. Same thing with safety. Don't ever compromise it. Yeah, well, and that's the great thing if you are going into this as a hobby, um, you know, because you all you see with if you're going through like a flight school or if you're going through a place where you you know uh, lease the aircraft, um, you never know what their maintenance is going to be like. A lot of these places will shortchange the aircraft. They're trying to you know cut corners and not either like you're saying comply with the ads or keep it you know very airworthy if you will. So you know it that's the great thing about owning your own aircraft is because you know where it's been, who's worked on it, and you know that it is airworthy and safe to fly. What is your favorite airplane? I know we've kind of gotten into this before, but I don't know if it's changed since the last time I asked you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, geez. Okay. Well, I love the Phenom 300. I think it's the ultimate single pilot jet, but I am really looking forward to checking out the new PC-24. Oh, yeah. That looks pretty killer. 
I have a ton of time on a PC-12, so I'm hoping one day my company can get a PC-24, but I'm chomping at the bit to fly one of those. Yeah. If anyone from Plotus ever listens to my podcast, please <laughs> let me know. I'll come out. I'll do whatever. I'll pay for my own flight out there. Yeah, what he said. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> um, and then um, I still want to get a ride in the Honda Jet. Oh, yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, so that'd be fun. I have seen a couple of them already. I've never gotten a ride for them, but I was finishing a cargo trip and we landed at some airport. I don't remember the name of it, but it was south of ATL and they do the certification flights there. So every single flight Honda has for the Honda jet to be certified goes out of that airport and I got to see one of them go down and it was really cool. It was a really cool design, a funky airplane, but it looked really cool. Oh, nice. All right, we have three more. And this one is how can we inspire more women to get into aviation? I think it's all about presentation and reaching the masses. And in order to do that, like I had mentioned in my first podcast, is that I feel like there's no really one designated person or face of aviation to make it known and to get people excited, whether it's male or female. You know, people need to know that there are so many opportunities within aviation as far as jobs are concerned and that it's fun. It's exciting. You can make a great living, whether you're going corporate or to the airlines. And, you know, that, that I think that's really what it is. I think people I mean, there needs to be a greater outreach and a person to get people excited about aviation again. I kind of put that on the whole Instagram aviation community as a whole. And I think that they're starting to do that now. It's more about the whole community and just showing them what it's like to be in a real life pilot or to have your own airplane or what your experiences were to keep talking about them and they can see that it's possible. Yeah, it's all about the love of flying and sharing that love and sharing that passion. And then obviously, you know, you'll find other people that are like, wow, just like me. I never thought about being a pilot. So other people are like, wow, I've never thought about that before. Yeah, I mean, it took me until I was 20 years old to realize I want to be a pilot, so you never know. You might not know that you have a love for aviation. It takes one person to look at their Instagram account and see that you want to do that. All it does is take one person to either make a change or make a difference in your life. And then last but not least, I saved this one for last. I think the person will definitely know who he is who asked this one. It's what kinds of aircraft do you fly and how often do you fly and when do I get a ride? Oh, okay. Sky's a blime. Um, <laughs> so um, that was really funny. So like I had mentioned before, I fly single engine, multi-engine piston aircraft, jets, helicopters, uh, various military aircraft. So a little bit of everything, um, which is super awesome and super fun. Cool, Rochelle. I really thank you for coming on the podcast. Um, last but not least, I just want to have people have a landing page for you where to go. Where I know your uh, Instagram account is underscore I am Rochelle underscore. Is there anywhere else that they can reach you or um, reach out to you and see any articles you've written or anything that you do for aviation? Yeah, you could definitely check out uh, fightersweep.com, uh, the several articles that I've written for them. Um, and uh, you'll be able to check out some stuff on the 99s page once I, you know, do the career day this Friday. But mainly, you know, just the Instagram account. I am Rochelle is my main, um, you know, social media for aviation. Awesome. Well, I thank you so much for being on the podcast. It was a lot of fun to talk with you. And I thank you for staying on this conversation for so long. And it's just really inspiring to see what you're doing in the community and seeing how you're inspiring other women and either the other men to get in aviation and just keep what you're doing. And is there anything that we can do for you to help you out? Just let us know. Awesome. Well, thanks so much. Really appreciate the opportunity. 
And that is a wrap, aviators. I hope you enjoyed both parts of Iron Michelle's story as much as we did recording them. She has a pretty awesome story that can really speak to some people that are out there right now listening that might want to get in aviation but just don't think it's possible. And let me tell you, it is possible. If you think at all that this is something that you might want to do, I encourage you to go try it. Go out to your local airport. Just go to start talking to people, start the conversations, get the process rolling, take one flight, take an intro flight. Please try it out and let me know if you like it. As always, thank you guys so much for listening. You guys are the best. We do this to try to create the best content possible and we would love your feedback. Leave us a review on iTunes or email us at pilot2pilothq at gmail.com. Thank you guys for listening. Have a great day.